0: Black, stop playing with them What's up, what's up, good people? Sauce Talk is here, Sauce Talk. It's got some boxing to talk about. For those who've been following my TikTok, where I've been putting out most of my content here as of late, for those that followed and hit the like button, the favorite button, the share button, the follow button mainly, I appreciate it. And I hope that too closely my 1,800 followers will... You know, want me to continue and hope y'all stay in tune and enjoy what I bring to the table. Today, uh in the boxing world, we got some things to talk about. Now, before I go any further, there were some things that went on that I did not get to talk about with you guys. And, uh, you know, with that being said, we're going to try to um, do a quick little summary of some of those things that has went on that, you know, I've talked about with, with friends and, and things of that nature, good, good, good people that I'd like to talk boxing with MMA talks here and there, you know, things is, you know, in the move. Um, with how everything can be in the future. There's so much put together to make the sport of boxing into this tournament-style era. I look at it like this era that has not been coined at, But I have always looked at it in the last, what, five years. I felt it brewing. And now we have come to this point to where now, I mean... It's full fledged tournament time. Without the actual brackets, without the actual seating, but you got belts. You got contenders. You have promotional companies, top rank, Golden Boy, Matchroom Boxing, Frank Warren, the Bella. Mayweather, PBC, I can go on and on. These teams have fighters in their umbrella, under their umbrella. Whether they're going to fight each other or cross promotion. Whoever has these belts, there's always going to be two to four guys ready to rock and roll. Gunning for those belts. Now, through my time as a teenager moving up to a young adult. That wasn't the case until the Super 6 was made. Andre Ward walked away victorious. People, we got to see the names of Lucien Boutte, Carl Frotch, Darrell. We got to get to know these fighters. So with that being said, Kessler, guys like that, I think it moved in silence because there's never been no tournament after the Super 6. The Super 6 will go down in history as that, the Super 6. Andre Ward is the champion of that he goes down the Hall of Fame. That could be something that could be said. This man is a Hall of Famer. Also, the winner of the Super 6 with great competition, great talent. He can say that. So, with that being said, all I'm saying is, is look at these silent tournaments going on in lightweight division. Look at the silent tournament that's going on at 154. Look at what's going on at 160, 165, 168. Because all three of those weight classes I just named, well, really four, 154. 160, 165, 168 all are in the same vicinity wanting to fight each other. Can't get no better than that. And that you know that's that's my that's my that that that, that you can't get no better than that. Who I sound like <laughs> But what I'm saying is though, look at this. I'm gonna bring some names in there and just keep listening. Lightweight division. Shakur Stevenson. Isak Cruz. Tank Davis. Frank Martin. Now we got Del Santos. Listen to these names. Look at the fight dates that are coming. Got Frank Martin waiting on something. Might be Isak. It might be Tank. It could be, uh, hell. You know, he could be... for all it's his purpose. he could fight in Ryan Garcia. You know, there's, you know, there's are they're now. Never know that could happen. Oh <laughs> we got things coming. Well, Ryan Garcia, I think he's gonna be fighting. I think he's already got a fight date. Ryan Garcia. Um, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that name and that date. I've seen it. It was. I think I want to say he's gonna be fighting December. I want to say he's gonna be fighting in December. Um, Duarte. I think that's that's who he's fighting. Uh. Tough fighter, hard hitting type fighter, so that's 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 something right there. That's something. Um. Shakur Stevenson fighting Dos Santos, another hard hitter. So I mean, there's fights in places where guys are like, "Hey, I don't want no bullshit." So silent tournaments. Devin Haney, one forty. Going to be fighting Regis Grace. We got to see what Josh Taylor going to be doing. Is he going to get a rematch against Teofimo? Is Teofimo re- retirement golf? You know, doing all that stuff is he trying to run away from a rematch, or he's trying to make the rematch worth hundred million dollars. He's wanting the money. He's tired of fighting and and getting these high accolades. He's feeling like he's a Hall of Famer now without the money, with it. So here you have somebody saying like, "Hey man, it's really time for me to get my dough." I want my money. So that's what he wants. I mean, that's 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 what he's after. Other people coming in 140, you know, coming up, they, their names are going to have to build the cachet and stuff. Mario Barrios moves to 147. We've seen what he did over the weekend, beating the new guys. So he's out of that fray. Okay. Um, hey, 147. Like I said, you got Jaron Boots Ennis. He's willing to take on anybody. Hell, he's willing to take on Terrence Crawford. He'll probably fight Earl Spence tomorrow. There's names at 147. You you have Barrios now. He's a he's a champion. You got Ennis. You got Spence, who's supposed to be moving up. We don't know. The rematch, whatever. We don't know what Terrence Crawford's going to be doing. But there's his other guys in that division ready to rock and roll 154 is looking real damn good you got Danny Garcia you got Tim DeZoo you got Jamel Trollo coming back down after losing to Canelo you got Errol Spence supposedly moving up who knows if Terrence Carver's going to do that I just mentioned them at 147 you you still have you know the guy who who uh Garcia who beat uh uh Ren, Ren, Ren I cannot say his last name right now I gotta have it right in front of me the guy who beat Jared Hurd, who fought over the weekend and fought Garcia, and Garcia is an up-and-coming a monster, gets that dub. So 154 is looking pretty good. You got Jami McGee floating around 160, 165. So, like, it's it's all coming together with these names that I'm calling out. Now Jamal Charlo has now got a fight date with Jose Benavides on the undercard of Demetrius Bubu Andre finally getting a big chance. Family, you know, he was supposed to fight Jamal Charlo years ago. Never happened. He was supposed to fight Billy Joe Sanders years ago, and it never happened. He was supposed to fight uh, Triple G. Never happened. Signed up with Matchroom Boxing. He was supposed to fight. Uh, he, he was supposed to fight Jose Benavidez. He was supposed to fight Jamal Charlo. He was going to be fighting uh, Jamal Charlo again. They fought on. They, they talked on FaceTime, and nothing ever happened. And then all of a sudden, we get this November twenty-fifth date. Demetrius, Boo Boo Andre going against David Benavides, the Mexican monster is what people have been calling him. November 25th, the undercard, Jamal Charlo going up against the brother David Benavides and Jose Benavides, the guy that was on the movie Creed 3. Um, Okay, let's process this real quick. Let's break this down. I gave you the divisions. We're breaking it up. Not, not to mention, we got the heavyweight tournament. Pretty much Tyson Fury, Usyk, Wilder, Joshua. It's still alive. We could get Wilder, Joshua in the ring. And then get Usyk and Fury after Fury does what he can do to Nagano what he wants. Nagano is looking terrible. And, 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 and in these training videos. Mike Tyson ain't even in them no more. He's like, oh shit. I gotta get out of here. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm gonna go smoke some weed. That is what he feels like. Because it ain't looking good in there. It ain't looking good at all. And I'm telling you, it ain't looking good. He is looking real bad in that ring. And I'm not saying, like, bad, trying to be mean. Like, I I respect Francis Nagano. I respect the the, the, the challenge that he's trying to do. But, man, I'm trying to tell you, he's not looking ready at all. He is looking like he's going to get battered and bruised. Like uh, Jim Carrey said on um, Cable Guy, you have... So many fighters that Tyson Fury feels that is that challenge for him, and he's beat one three times. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's the first fight's a draw, but we, we feel who kind of won. Um, that first fight, even though Wilder did win with the knockdown that Fury was on the ground for 14 goddamn minutes, but. After seeing Joshua lose twice to the same guy and then to Ruiz, it's almost kind of like, is Joshua really the guy to fight? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it really worth to fight this guy? Like, we don't know. Like, we we don't know. Let's be, let's be frank here. We don't know. Is he the guy worth fighting? Or is it... Uh, uh, uh... You know, he's hoping that it's like, the, he was like, damn, I wanted the boys to win that one fight against, you know, Zayn, who could be it. You know, uh, um, let me get his name right. I'm actually going to get his name right. Uh, he beat a very, 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 very up and coming dangerous prospect. Somebody I look at. Just possibly being somebody like a, a a new up-and-coming knockout artist or somebody could be tough in the heavyweight division and Daniel Du Bois. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something. The heavyweight division is one <laughs> is it's it's one of those things, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna get his name and then we're gonna talk. Let me get, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. We got Joe Joyce. Joe Joyce, we're going to bring up that name as well. We're going to bring up that name as well. Joe Joyce, who just lost to... I mean, uh, Daniel DuBose. I got the names messed up. Excuse me. Daniel DuBose, who lost to Alexander Usyk by KO, which people were sitting there saying Usyk was fury too much, dealing with the war... Is he focused, you know, it's not Joshua, new new look, new face, whatever, and then goes out there and loses. Now, Zayn. Let's talk about Zayn real quick. Zayn, an amateur monster. zele Zayn. I'd be damned to want to call him Wele Zane the champion over at w- the UFC. She's a woman. <laughs> but let's talk about zele Zayn. Gotta get his name right real quick. Heavyweight division, new guy to look at, old as hell, but a new face that can say, hey, if you want to fight somebody tall, somebody that may have people looking to say Tyson Fury's in for it with this guy because Tyson Fury don't feel that way against Alexander Usyk. I do. I feel like Usyk has the boxing skill to make it interesting. We should see it. He's qualified. He done the necessary steps to get there. I just think if you take the necessary steps to get to the point, to fight, you know what I'm saying? Like to fight, like he could have went back to Cruiserweight where he was undisputed champ, but no, he hasn't lost in the heavyweight division. He has not. Then you got somebody like, Zale Zang, who stayed an amateur, I felt, way too long. I mean, let's look at his amateur career. It started in 2003, if I'm not mistaken. 2003, I believe he was like maybe in his teens, I want to say. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get to the to the proper okay here we are Olympic Games right here. This man was able to fight as an amateur in the Olympics world championship. I mean he, he's I mean he's he's pretty much pretty 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 active in that in that right in that ilk He is also 40 years of age. Okay? 40 years of age. So, technically, around 2000 and... Hell, I mean, in 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 2009, in the World Amateur Boxing Championship, he lost to a Ukrainian guy. He lost to Anthony Joshua in London in 2012. So in like in 2012, I mean from 2012 he goes on. and turned pro in 2014. He turned pro in 2014. He gets up to 20 and 0. Um, this this guy is he's, he's he's interesting to me because he looks like George Foreman. He looks like a Chinese George Foreman. And the one thing that I keep what I keep seeing from him is that. He looks like George Foreman that came back when he was old, and he has the stance, the posture. He's got a, he's got the jab and that strong right hand he throws and stuff. It's it's pretty magical. Okay, his first pro fight was in 2014. Here we are in 2013, and he's 21 and one. No, he's 20. Excuse me, he's 26. He's 26 and one with a draw. So he's not been a hell of an active fighter who has, you know, turned pro and just been a world beater because he's older. And now here he is in a position where beating Joe Joyce twice where people was like, ah, that was probably just admiration. You know, he's a tough fighter. He beats him again. This time even worse. Because it was a TKO last time. This time he just flat knocked him out. So now the Joe Joyce experiment. Who I kept on saying David Bowles. The Joe Joyce experiment. That's done. It's finished. It's finito. It's not the same. (laughs) So there's a guy. That Tyson Fury will probably look at. After beating. I promise you, I guarantee he will mention this kid's name. He would not, man, oh man, he would not gas up Usyk, even though they got a potential fight date, is what I'm hearing. There's supposed to be a fight date already made between Usyk and Fury, but Fury has been such a back and forth over this man. I'm not believing it till Eric's have a press conference. Even though they, matter of fact, they had a press conference. I'm not believing it to they make him ring walk. Being being a dead ass. Because what I'm hearing, Fury Usek like have signed. Don't believe it. Because Fury beats Nuganu. He might come out there and say, Hey, that, that big that Big Dasa. That big that big Dasa who, who beat Joe Joyce. He will call him out. I have no doubt in my mind. He he he's big, he's tall, he's strong. He's big, he's tall, he's strong. He's big, he's tall, he's strong. Okay. That's <sighs> that's 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 process decision making here. Frank Martin, Score Stevenson, fight sign, talked about verbally, whatever. Changed up. Now, Dos Santos, Frank Martin looking for a fight. People call him a duck. Fury don't get that? He doesn't get called a duck for ducking Usyk? Uh, like, you you have to be that so much better to not be called a duck? Well, Floyd Mayweather got called a duck plenty of times against guys that he should not have been called a duck. Margarito? Paul Williams? Like, were they at? A spot to actually to, to be that decorated to call Floyd a duck because nobody's calling Tyson Fury a duck. But it's okay to call Frank Martin one. It's okay to sit there and say, oh man, Terrence Crawford was ducking Spence. It's okay to say, oh man, Keith Thurman ducking Spence. People talk about how Canelo dunking ducking uh David Benavidez. But nobody. I haven't heard not one duck season for Tyson Fury fighting Alexander Usyk. So, that just tells me, that tells me that there's not a lot, there is not a lot of people believe in the former Cruiserweight, undisputed Cruiserweight, and Alexander Usyk. Because, uh, what, he's undersized? You think he's not strong? He don't got no power. Right, he couldn't fight off. You know, I think he would do better than Wilder. He would do better than... I think he would do better than Wilder. I think he would do better than um, Klitschko. I think he would do better than you know Fury. Fury hasn't really fought a lot of you know top-name guys. He's fought Dillian White. I know he would do better than Dillian White. I know he would do better... Than a, than a Derek Choyle. So, I mean, hear me on this, you know? Hear me. Tyson Fury don't get the duck label? He's only beat Klitschko and Wilder. He's only beat Klitschko and Wilder. Now, Wilder was three fights. Wilder was the only heavyweight to talk about because Anthony Joshua lost to Ruiz. Now, Anthony Joshua gets a win. He beats somebody that Wilder knocked out. I seriously believe. I seriously believe. Oh, hard honest. I. I mean, I seriously believe that Wilder and Joshua needs to fight fast. Then you have Zayn fight the winner. Winner fights Fury, because Fury fights Magando. Joshua Wilder can get it on. And then when Fury fights Usyk, it'd be right in time for the winner fighting Zane. Then the Zane and Wilder, Joshua fights Fury or Usyk. And there's that tournament. That's that tournament right there. That I was that I've been alluding to. That is that tournament type feel. And then we'll say, wow, that's supposed to happen like that. It's what's supposed to happen? That's a what. That, that's what's supposed to happen. Same thing, like I just said. If if you get Tank in a rematch against Esau Cruz, which would be stupid, so redact that. Don't need that. Tank can fight Frank Martin. Shakur is already fighting Santos. I, East star Cruz, I look at him as a, like a gatekeeper. So he's not really so much in the tournament. Ryan Garcia, I'm not putting him out yet. Just not. He's saying that he wants to fight at 140, though. But we'll see. But right now, with Duarte... Uh, make sure I say his name right, but Duarte, you know, they got plans. Okay? Um... We're gonna touch up on that, but that tournament lies one. Devin Haney, sender saying that he's still wanting to be undisputed lightweight champ. So I guess he's saying if he loses the Regis Pro Grace, that's where he's gonna take his happy ass back down. But just like with Jamil Charlo, which they're not gonna hand the WBC over, they're gonna have a fight. Shakur Santos are gonna be fighting for the vacant WBC lightweight belt. Whoever wins that. However go, however, Bill Haney, I mean, I said Bill, Devin Haney goes against Pro Grace. If he stays up there, okay, he stays up there. Then you got Frank Martin. And you see how that tournament's shrinking because Lomachenko still might be in it, but he's lost. So people feel like he won that fight. So it kind of boosts him a little bit more. So he's in it. So he could fight a Frank Martin, a tank. So that creates that tournament to say, okay. Got your loser's bracket here and your winner's bracket. So that's how that could go. So, I mean, like, hear how this is all coming together. Can, like, touching the other weight class because Devin Haney can come back down. Tio's not. Tank can move up. He's already fighting 140. So he can enter in that tournament like that. Get in a fight with T.O. Because that's the rumor I'm hearing. Do you go over and listen to my TikTok. That's what they're saying. T.O. Tank. What weight class? Catch weight? Would it be 140? Will it be a draining clause? <laughs> you know, all these things. Um, I'm Trying to see what weight... These two are going to be super lightweight, super lightweight. So Duarte is going to be fighting at 140. So this is a 140 matchup. Okay, so here we are, 140. Brian Garcia and, and Oscar Duarte. I like it. I like it a lot. So here's a guy who, you know, both of these guys were at, at a bantamweight at one point in their life coming up lightweight and now super lightweight what I like to call junior middleweight junior welterweight you got that fight so they're making their own I guess way into the 140 mix one with their name the other with their skill Oscar Duarte has Skill and he has skill to be a pressure beast. Somebody that can, you know, make Ryan Garcia miss. Uh, with coming, I look at not no defensive slick style, but he can make Ryan Garcia miss with those with those looping hooks and really make him pay. Is what I'm trying to say. He can he can make Ryan Garcia pay with counter shots. Very well. Garcia is going to have to learn and being with Derrick James and moving up to this white class and fighting somebody tough, first off, is that we're not here for the kitty games no more. We're not going off of pure popularity. We don't care about that IG stuff and body challenges. It's time to fight. It's time to fight. It's time to be a real pro, and I think that is something that Ryan Garcia has been missing in his repertoire. Is him being a real pro. And it started to show against Tank because he knew he had to take that fight serious. Knowing how Tank rose. But the one thing that whoever was on his uh uh on in his corner and stuff like that before leaving Canelo, because nobody in that Canelo camp was in that uh in that uh Tank Davis fight, is that you know At some point us as Human beings, we 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 evolve and grow. This is an evolve and grow moment for Ryan Garcia, not just because he's got Derek James, but just because knowing that you took a loss that people are really not trying to hang you over. Yeah, you. Yeah, they had the memes of the mole and the you know the 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 uh all that stuff. People looked at it like was you making excuses and stuff like that. But like I said, everybody. Can in that moment. Everybody lives in that moment. You know, laugh at videos, memes and stuff like that. Give yourself a few weeks to a month or stuff like that. And just if you are really a, a, a person that loves the sport of boxing can come back and, and get some get some shine on. I mean that could be your future, right? So good luck to you, Oscar Darte in, in December. The end of the year boxing matches is getting lit. And you know, we got <laughs> I'm hearing rumors that on the on the Devin Haney fight against Reed's Pro Grace I'm hearing uh, the, I'm I mean I, I just what I'm hearing I'm hearing that Floyd Mayweather is supposed to be having an exhibition fight that's supposed to feature some pro fights that may feature names like of course Bottle Jack I want to say I could be um, I'm, you know I'm hearing Bottle Jack I'm hearing names like that that could be in this fight card I was another it was another matchup with some interesting names in it as well. And I'm just like, Wow, Floyd is wanting to shine on Devin Haney like that on the same night. And it's supposed to be with Showtime. So, you know, you know, Devin Haney's with uh the zone. But this is supposed to be Showtime. So uh, this is this is crazy that, you know, we got these promotional crews and be doing stuff just like with wrestling. I think it's funny, like uh, Tuesdays is NXT and then you got uh with the MLB playoffs getting cranked up, you have that, that situation where, you know, MLB playoffs is gonna take over a scenario TV slot for AEW. AEW which comes on Wednesday nights, is gonna have to come on Tuesday nights. And so, you know, WWE who runs NXT is gonna make sure that their show is gonna be better than theirs. So it's like one of those things where Floyd is looking at it like, ah, I got a I got an opportunity to mess up. No, I think it's the yeah it is the Haney fight. It is the Haney fight. I'm hearing that he was wanting to have on the same night and not the Ryan Garcia because I was saying I think it was the Ryan Garcia fight he was wanting to have the same uh, event on. But I want to say it's the Haney progress fight. Is he's you know supposed to be having an event on the same night? I just don't think it's going to be better because you know you, you an exhibition fight versus. A fight, you can have some other pro fights on the undercard. I still think that people want to be wanting to watch the real fight. My opinion. That's just that's just my opinion. That's my take on it. Um, uh, I mean that, that, that's I mean like that has to be you know what I'm saying. Like I I I have big time respect for Floyd Mayweather. Everybody knows I'm a big Floyd fan. But when you when you talking about a, you know a chance for a, a real good pro fight. You know, guys coming a guy coming off a loss, the way he did lose, and then you know going up against uh, some other competition that didn't uh, didn't. I mean, nobody's nobody's knowing who Regis Prograis beat the last couple fights, but they remember who he lost to. He lost to Josh Taylor. We, last time we seen Josh Taylor, it didn't look good. So we know all about Devin Haney. We know about Cambosos twice. We know about fight Lomachenko. We know about the 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 Shakur Stevenson's going back and forth, the Tank Davis going back and forth. So now we got this fight where Regis Prograis, the champ, WBC 140-pound champ, is feeling like, you're coming to my backyard. I gotta stop you. And that's the mission he's on. Now, it's the problem with that? Now we can talk about what happened over the weekend when people have a belt or have some type of clout to their self, Jamal Charlo, even though he didn't have a belt at 168, he had the belt at 154, and he got handpicked by Canelo, because Jamal Charlo, his brother, was going through some issues. Now, when you get picked for that fight, and you, you're sitting there, you're getting yourself to the ultimate, optimum level of pre- of focus, to where you're saying, I am locked in to fight Canelo Alvarez. Now, the quick Rewind to 2020, I believe that was the year, 2019, 2020, I wanted to say within that, maybe you've been 21, it might have been 21, I'm I'm freestyling, it's coming off the dome, Adrian Broner gets a fight, Manny Pacquiao, I believe it was 19, I'm doing this for the H-O-O-D, that's what he said. Doing it for the hood, man. I'm doing it for the hood. Ah, <sighs> oh, you know how I beat that boy! You know how I beat that boy. Everybody knows what happened in that fight. Everybody knows what happened in that fight. Make you even more kinda kinda crazy is that Jamel troll, Jamel, not Jamal, Jamel, was a person that Just can't stand Adrian Broner. He can't stand Adrian Broner. I mean, they have almost came to blows so many times. Not even the same weight class. They have almost gotten into a fight every time they ran into each other. Because of the pure dislike that that man has for him. So, that being said. I'm going to throw that out there because these two are about to relate here in a minute. Manny Pacquiao dismantles any type of thought that Adrian Broner was doing it for the h o o d, and he did not beat that boy on Showtime. Pacquiao was like, "Look here, man, I, 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 I'm, I'm still active, man. I, I, I that win. He felt shit. I, I'm back. For Keith Thurman, beat Keith Thurman." Then he tried to fight Ugas, and that's when he got let know. And Ugas ain't even nobody to be like, you know. It's just Ugas knew. Damn, this is my opportunity. I can finally beat somebody, you know. Because then you're not winning again after that. I promise you. I promise. That man didn't win a fight after Pacquiao. It was like a Pacquiao curse. Because it was like Horn. Horn beat Pacquiao. And what Horn, you beat Pacquiao, bad things going to happen to you because... Pacquiao's searching for a bum to beat, and he picked the wrong bum. Who got wrong type of bum to pick? He knew how to beat him. Couldn't beat anybody else, but he knew how to beat. He knew how to be beaten uh, uh, by everybody else, but he knew how to beat Pacquiao. So, Ch- Jamel Charles, this is the only difference. This is the only difference. Not the same thing. I'm not saying the whole entire entirety is the same thing. Is that. Jamel Trollo understood that he was going up 154, 160, 165, 168. He was skipping those weight classes to get to 168 to fight Canelo Alvarez. Cinnamon, okay, Saul. Same size, or should I say, same height, same reach as Dimitri Bibble, Jamel Charlo. Went in that ring. Against Canelo Alvarez. And did nothing. He did nothing. Did nothing. To land a left hook. Some jabs here and there. I think he landed like a right hook. Within like the fifth round, sixth round, something like that. And people want to say. That Erickson Lubin just flat out lost. Which. I was listening to commentary. A little bit more than. Because I was pulling forward Erickson Lubin, so I'll be in the guys like, well, he is doing this, well, he he is doing that. He's jabbing, but uh, why is he on the ropes? Boxing is so weird scoring fights, man. It is so weird scoring fights. You have no idea how hard it is for three judges to, in the heat of the moment, score a round. Because... These rounds now are so, like, it's not saying boxing has changed or, it has evolved. I mean, there's things in place that just didn't happen back in the Ali times where the Four Kings era, you know, Roy Jones, Oscar, you know, but I will say in today's boxing that the onlookers or people that watch commentators and judges, you can see the difference between judges looking at the criteria of boxing more so than what the commentators or the crowd is looking at, and what I mean is is that we are not fans that are looking at it as judges of the pure criteria of the sport, so when you have an outlandish scorecard, sometimes that's corrupt, a lot of times corrupt. When you have these scores where you're like, Man, it's majority, you know. Unanimous decisions happen whenever you 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 see what is going on. Three guys are seeing what's going on here. But when it's it's hell when three guys see what's going on and they got the same eye on it, but they don't know because they're not sitting there saying, Oh, yeah, that, oh, that run, they're putting down their scores and they're keeping it secret to the end of the fight. Steve Farhood is talking to commentators, doing the scorecard and getting the gist of what they're saying and what's saying around him. He's hearing the crowd and stuff. He's not a real judge. He can be lax with it. Commentators can have an interest in the upper hand guy, the underdog, um, doesn't get the love like the upper hand guy do. So when you look at somebody like a Ramos who's coming in undefeated and all that stuff like that, people were saying, hey man, like. I seriously think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I I seriously think Luba's turning it around. What round? We don't know. Was it six? Was it seven? Was it eighth? A lot of people saying eighth. Good guy that I listened to and I've got the chance to talk to, Greg Hackett, he said around eighth round, he said he felt like Luba still lost the fight, but Charlo, Jamel didn't do nothing like Luba to make any change of mind. Nothing happened in the sixth. Nothing happened in the seventh. Nothing happened in the eighth. Nothing happened in the ninth. Nothing happened in the tenth. nothing happened. Nothing happened good enough for, you know, a a, a glimmer or something, you know. It's just a left hook. So when people are saying that it was a complete robbery, a a complete catastrophe of Hal Lubin won that fight, man, just go look at the main event. And sometimes names does influence. Ramos was influencing the commentators because he was an up and coming guy. They were looking at the dollar signs and seeing like, wow, if he keeps winning, hell, he can, he's in a good ballpark to fight Tim Tzu. They was like, hey, if he wins this, we'll fight Tim Tzu. He can fight, you know, and they, they already was knowing this. Now, body work is, is great. Going to the body is great. People have to understand that, 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 there's other things in boxing to do. And the one big thing not to do is let your foot off the gas. And that's what Ramos did. So from round one to five, I'd say Ramos was doing his damn thing. Round one was kind of trivial because you don't really know who won that round. So from two to five, it was Ramos. So from six to 12, this is a whole nother fight, baby. It's a 12-round fight. People don't understand it's not a 10-rounder, not an 8-rounder. It's a 12-round fight. 12-round fight. Understand me now. Understand me. 12 rounds. So, Ramos had the first half. Lubin took the second. What these three judges put together, one of them, I have to say, was way out there, like in that corrupt territory. The other two, very honest, close fights, seeing Lubin win that fight. Probably in the second half. Just two halves, baby. In basketball, football, even in soccer. It's two halves. You have to play to win the game. Who said that? Meaning, Ramos, keep doing what the hell you're doing. Now, like Greg Haggard said, I don't know what Ramos' trainers and stuff was sitting there saying, hey, chill. Well, they thought he was getting tired. They didn't want him to get hit with something, you know, Lubinish. Cause Lubin can, can, can hurt you, but it hasn't been fruitful for him. Looking at Fondora, Jamel. those fights, you're like, damn, he was trying to go for that head hunt, get real thirsty for that. Then you lose. Hear me on this. This That's what happens. Okay. He has changed Kevin Cunningham. Good trainer. Damn good trainer. Wilder, you mother... All right. This man told him, don't stand in front of him. Move around. Keep your hands moving. Jazz off the ropes. Combinations. Moving. Boxing. He wins the fight. People are saying it's a controversy. Robbery. But I'm going to keep it real with you, man. Doc De La Hoya. Trinidad. Trinidad. Try to be the aggressor. He tried to be the guy that's going to keep coming after him. What happens? He made the key adjustment. I see it was not working. His dad kept smacking the shit out of him over in the freaking corner. Like, get your mind right and let's box this guy because he's chilling. His dad seen it. His dad was like, he's chilling. Box, score points. Because I say this and I say it, I say it and I say it and I say it and I say it and I say it, 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 I say it a million times. Boxing is not a knockout sport. You just, you can get knocked out. You can get stopped. You can get hurt. A referee can come in and check a cut, a swollen eye. You can have an injury to your leg, your arm, your shoulder, your hand, your fingers, whatever. The object of boxing is scoring points, baby. It is the. Points that you score is what win you the fight. Jabbing, moving, ring generalship, uh, 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 having to be able to have dictate dictatorship of your opponent. Lubin started that around seven. Now, granted, the first round he may have won. Whatever round a a, a trainer thought, I mean, a, a judge thought he won before the fifth. So from six to seven, actually six to 12, he started to listen to Kevin Cunningham with the boxing, with moving around, with jabs, combinations, while Ramos could have, because here's the thing, it wasn't like Lubin was doing a perfect job of it, he just was doing it. What was Ramos doing? Nothing. He turned off the gas, Lubin, a blast, and got on a good foot. To the judge's ass, you can't do that. You're gonna lose, man. In so many fights like that where people are like, oh, that was a that was a controversial, that was a robbery. Hey man, it happens. It happens, it happens in a sport where judges have to make a call. When judges have to make a freaking decision, not a a last second shot, not a team's got six more points than the other team, not that you know a field goal this. This is three judges giving a scorecard because the fight didn't get stopped. And Lubin didn't stop fighting. Ramos did. You can't do that. Now, 10th round, 11th round, probably could. You are in the sixth round? You better keep fighting, buddy. And here's the day for the crowd, the people to be like, oh, man. Ramos looks like a guy. If he felt like he won, he would have said he won. Now, he probably saying that today because he got people coming up to him, man. You want to fight this bullshit, stuff like that. He knows what he did. He knows he messed up. He knows that you can't do that in the sport of boxing, man. And you got to keep fighting. Charlo got to know that people are going to be messing with him as of today. He's going to be getting it every day. Now, if he's listening to it, if he's not, his brother try to cop a plea and say, well, I felt like my brother fought like a champion. Champion of 154, but he wasn't fighting 154 pounder. He knew he was a champion at 154 and fought like a champion at another weight class. Not a champion at 168. He didn't fight. He didn't fight like no champion. I pulled for Jamel Charlo. I didn't bet. I didn't bet no money. But I was saying, same size as bibble. He can punch a little hard. Not saying that the power is going to translate. I wasn't automatically giving him that. But I'm like, he can punch hard. I said, so if he puts some boxing with it, I didn't know he was going to put some running with it. You can't run, man. You can't run from Canelo. Judges in boxing matches and styles makes fights is how judges are going to judge a fight, too. It's not so much, oh, the criteria got to stick to so much of the criteria. Yeah, you do. But with matchups comes with how matchups look. Canelo is not going to... Plot around, like going to hop around and, and box. head. he did against Triple G because he knew Triple G was going to walk around and try to walk him down. So why would I do that too and make this fight ugly and I might get hurt and get knocked out? I got to move. I got to constantly put, pick up the phone. I got to do head movement like Floyd Mayweather. So all I'm get doing is saying is that if Canelo can do it, Jermell can do it. So I'm like, man, like, Canel Tremelo's got a chance here. I wasn't saying that, oh man, Canelo's fell off. Nothing like everybody was sitting there saying. You know, you know, Ryder was a fight that I felt like Canelo was bored. He was bored. But to sit there and say he's fell off, he's only 33 years old. Yeah, he's fight a lot. He's fought a lot. Demetrius Andre's older than, than Canelo. So I mean like he's still he's 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 still live. He's live. He's not no 38-year-old out here laboring. He's just been through injuries, knee, shoulder, uh, um, hands. You know, he's been through it and being a champion about it, going out there and and not being 100% and picking up these checks and winning fights. Lost against Bivel, but he's still very good. Jermell Charlo could have showed that he was very good. He could have. We we as Boxing Period seen that he left a lot in that ring and he's not no bum. He looked like one, but he ain't one. But when you're making money that he was going to make because we've seen where Canelo has made $50 million and I think he made $50 at, at, on, say, after Saturday night. So you got to understand, Tremel did very well in the pocket. Very well. And That's, that's, I mean, like, you got to understand, I mean, sometimes guys are going to just go in the ring for that. And he knew that. Go back and watch the replays of how his face was squinting when the punches were coming in. Go back to the knockdown. That man made a business decision. That knockdown wasn't like, oh, oh, shit. He was like, man, he going to stop me. Let me go and take a a knee. He took a knee. He took a knee. So, like I said. Lubin, I got way more respect than you. For you, when people say it was a robbery, I got way more respect for you because you fought back and it actually worked. You fought back where a guy sat back. People are not gonna realize that because they, when when he did take his foot off the gas, if he landed a jab to the body, people was like Ramos with another punch. So I mean, like commentary and what the crowd is seeing, they're already handing the fight over, just like Oscar De La Hoya. With those bullshit body punches on Floyd Mayweather where the crowd was sitting there going <gasps> He loses You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we have that. We're gonna talk more. Take a little break. We're gonna talk more about what the the we're gonna talk about some more fights coming up, but we're also gonna talk about, you know. Some backstory, some some history on certain things that's went on. You know, some fights that I got to talk about that's went on. So we're going to break down some more fights and stuff like that. We're going to take a little intermission. Soft Talk will be back in just a second. Back. Talk about some more boxing. We were talking about the, what I call the silent tournaments of the the divisions and box and talking about that you know it's a lot of 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 inside talks here and there little history lessons here and there and stuff like that um for example back then you know Trying to get big fights put together. Have I, 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 people seen the Four Kings documentary that came out on Showtime documenting Julio um, Cesar, I mean, Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard, Hagler, and Thomas Hearns? Showing that how these fighters came up fighting, you know, what I call the Patsies to get your record up to 15 to 20, you know, and the next thing you know, we was, we were get, we were getting uh, Tommy Hearns and Sugar Ray Leonard. We were getting Sugar Ray Leonard and Roberto Duran. We were getting Tommy Hearns and Hagler. And all that stuff, but their backstories and how these things came about and what rivalry may created this whatever stuff like that is starting to happen now. But with social media, and now we we've got beefs going across the land. I mean, we got Frank Martin. Keyshawn Davis had the words Shakur, Frank. Martin, we got Shakur, Devin Haney, we got Devin Haney, Tank. You know, we got Tank and Ryan Garcia, that got settled. We had Wilder, Fury, you know, we've had Joshua Wilder, we've had, you know, the Charlos going at everybody, you know, so to see these fights come together, um, you know, at some point, we are gonna sit back and be like, man, y'all, when whenever the documentaries are being made, and they're going to be sitting there talking about, you know, the buildup between, uh, I, I, I mean, shit, just just a hell, Teofimo and Lomachenko, that fight, the buildup of that, and how that got, the the two dads getting each other's faces, and and you know, uh, the Lomachenko family coming out of the shell, talking shit. You know, not coming out of shit. He already had the No Tingo thing going and stuff like that. He had the to He had the swag about him. But my point is that he he felt that rivalry for that bit. He talked shit. And female talked shit. And they had a good fight. The Female won. So, you know, that is something that we, we have to sit back and appreciate while... Boxing is gonna have his corrupt moments, you know, fucked up judges, uh, uh, or, 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 you know, injuries and in fights, pull outs, things like that that we hate to happen. That's going to happen, you know, but we look at the good parts of how boxing still keeps its head above water, because people always want to say mixed martial arts, you know, Bellator, you know, of course the Grand O, UFC. You know, millions of other, you know, organizations that go out there and sell MMA the way they do. You know, it gives a lot of people in the arena, you know, eight fight cards, stuff like that. You know, boxing is usually a four to three fight card because um, you got, you know, fights that might be ten rounds, eight rounds. You can't be keeping people there all that time. So when you got three minute, uh, three, five minute rounds. You know, or then you got, you know what I'm saying, like, that. that's, you know, that's, you know, I dig it. Did a knockout can happen in 30 seconds? You know, a knockout can happen in the first 10. Did a knockout can happen in the first minute 20. Usually that don't happen in boxing unless you got two, you know, a, a perfect matchup of a bum and a, and a highly touted prospect. So, boxing, I will say, is still keeping his head above water because of what? the storylines. Line. Story storylines are still winning. You know, when these fights come together, you know, you have good fights, the storyline becomes in the fight, and we can fight a year. It might not have been no beef, but then there might can be beef. You know, there was a fight that I watched before NUA destroyed um, the Philly Kid. The Philly Kid. Uh, I can't, what was it? <laughs> Man, I'm terrible with names, especially the guys that I look at it and just like, well, he's not going to be it. But he had a he had a Fulton. He had a I had a, had a, had, a, had a dig deep for that. He had a sense of pride about himself. You know what I'm saying? He understood, I'm I'm going to Japan. I got to um you know, I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he he was confident. So to go out there and fight the way he fought, he tried to find ways, angles, and, and adjustments, and stuff like that, but it was just a nice matchup they put together for any way to show some skill. He moved up in weight, beat a bigger guy who had a belt, but it wasn't no storyline. It wasn't no crisp storyline to it. So whenever that storyline comes, you know, something special, we look to the undercard fight, an undercard fight that has a unique storyline to it that made me lock into it more than the anyway Fulton fight, and that was the fact that one fighter from Cuba uh pretty good fighter um name escapes me right now, but he was a guy that he 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 got on a a, a winning streak after losing his debut he lost his pro debut fight and here this kid um, has changed a lot in his game. He's got a new coach that has taught him in the ways of kind of like Emmanuel Stewart. You know, don't no need trying to be all fast and pretty. Use your speed to knock a motherfucker out. You know, that's what you should do is use the speed to 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 knock to knock the person out. So he gets on a winning streak and then of course he gets into this fight, he gets into this fight card, this big time, top rank, ESPN, over in Japan, um, and, and, and you don't have to understand that this pay-per-view, or not pay-per-view, it was ESPN Plus, started at three in the morning for Americans, so, I had to wake up, East Coast, three o'clock in the morning, I don't know what the West Coast time was, um, couldn't you know saying like it, it's like one of those things where it's like holy shit you know <laughs> it, it 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 makes you it makes you almost kind of like uh Robisi. Robissi, Robissi I wanted to get his name before I kept going Robissi Ramirez was his name and he was going up against uh I'm gonna get his I'm gonna get his name because I want to say he was he was Japanese I want to say he was Japanese. Robisery Ramirez. Give me just a second here. And you know, Robisery had that, you know what I'm saying, that 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 trickery kind of like, oh, is he is he a slick style? Is he is this type of fighter? When I say he's made a completely 360 of how he fights, he's made a complete 360 of how this guy fights. So that guy he was fighting was um, Shitashi yeah, I wanted to get that right He was fighting Shitashi Zamuzu And Zamuzu was coming off Three wins in a row Which One good win Against Landy Chris Leon Okay Robisserie coming off of some 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 nice wins of a turnaround of his career, so dig with me now. So after losing his his debut fight against Aiden Gonzalez, Robisserie Ramirez has been on a tear, been on a tear. Isaac Dogbo was his big time victory. Everybody knows about Isaac. Dog bull. And when I'm sitting there talking about a quick little storyline, I didn't sit there and like, you know, watch the buildup of this fight. I watched the buildup of NUA and this Fulton guy. So hear me out when I sit there and say, when I'm hearing this commentary, the day of the fight, talking about, you know, because, you know, they always show something about this fighter, show them something about that fighter before they come out and fight. And then they're talking about how this guy was kicked out of Cuba and was not allowed to come back. And he could not come out to a Cuban flag for his fights and could not have a Cuban national anthem played. He couldn't even have Cuban music played coming out. Here this man got a Cuban... Every like you know, I, I mean, like I, it, it seems like he didn't want to get kicked out of Cuba, and here this guy has to come out to something completely different than his repertoire, and I just looked at that. It's like, man, that's crazy that here this guy got basically booted from his country. He's lost his date pro debut fight. So, when I talk about somebody who's looked at adversity and smacked the shit out of it, I look at Robisri Ramirez, and I instantly was saying, "Well, he's going to win this fight," and he went out there and put on an amazing performance to make and, and stop this guy, his opponent, and not only he didn't he stopped him, but it just how it looked and how I'm going to now follow his career and see what else is going to be in store for Robisseri Ramirez. Because he's in a good weight class area to be talking about fighting maybe the likes of... Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I see Leo Santa Cruz coming to fights. I don't know if he's done. I don't know if he's retired. But I would love to see that. Robissa Ramirez versus Leo Santa Cruz. You know, I would like to see those type of fights. You know, I would like to see him move up to maybe possibly a lightweight he's a big featherweight so he could possibly move up to 135 and take a gander and see if he wants to take a fight with maybe a Isak cruz maybe a uh a andy cruz maybe a frank martin you feel what i'm saying there's this possibilities here Andy Cruz, an up and coming pro who looked good in his pro debut out there in, uh, I want to say Chicago. I want to say or either the Chicago or or Michigan, looked very good. We talked about that on the Spence on the Spence episode, but I'm I'm just saying, man, boxing is with these with these little storylines like that. You know, when I hear something like uh, the the first time I saw Andre Ward. The SOG and how that came about and him not losing as a, as a, uh, as a kid. Like the last time he lost was, when I mean, he was a kid and stuff like that. It makes you be like, man, I'm going to like Joe Burrow, you know, like not to move sports, but I'm just saying I, Joe Burrow is, is my favorite NFL football player, but just because of his story, you know what I'm saying? Ohio state, you know, uh, Ohio kid wants to play at Ohio state. They dick him around. They want to go get all these scramblers. He says, all right, fuck it. I'll go to LSU where they run the ball all the time. They go hire an offensive coordinator because they say, man, we got this Joe Burrow kid can really kind of throw. Ed Orgeron is sitting on... Oh, but it'll hurt. It'll hurt. And they go get this offensive coordinator and the next thing you know, they score 70 points in a game with a kid that didn't even have a freaking training camp. A spring. A very full spring. And here, they was like, man, we got some here. And then the next year, they win a the national championship and the Heisman. So storylines and things like that on a person is is gravitating. It makes me be like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like, so when I hear the story of somebody like Shakur Stevenson, New York, Newark, uh, New Jersey, coming up, uh, hot, uh, nice prospect, you know, Olympian, gets under the wing of, see, and here's my here's the turn. Gets under the wing of Terrence Crawford. And is a, as you can see, is not somebody like Orion Garcia getting underneath Canelo. And we saw what that was all about and how that ended. And you see how that bond is made and how that can grow into something to where Terrence Crawford is always going to bet. He's always going to bet. He's always going to bet. Hear me out now. He's always going to bet. On Score Stevens. Of course Stevens always gonna bet on Terrence Crawford. You don't understand how strong that makes a unit. That's the same thing with the Charlo brothers and Errol Spence. The difference is we see what Jamel Charlo, storyline. What is his what we see true intent? We see true true intent. Storyline this real quick. Jamel trollo Earl Spence, my guy, my guy. I'll never forget a video that was done back in like 2018, 2018, 2019. I'll never forget this, man. It's real shit. They did a video together and he was like, he was like, he was like, he was like I'm the best, he's like, I'm the best Southpaw, he's like, I'm the best Southpaw in the world. And Jamel was like, he's like, I'm a Southpaw. And he was like, he was like, you ain't better than me. And he was like, and, and I, and you know. People can joke around and stuff like that, but I just always looked at those videos of them two together because Jamal really wasn't in them like that. And, you know, as you see, Jamal is kind of distant now. He's working with Roy Jones Jr. But when I looked at that, it's kind of like a distant thing where it's kind of like, whoa, like I see. Um, uh, 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 there's maybe a little bit of jealousy, not jealousy, hating, animosity, Something hidden behind there to where it'd be like, if them two got into an argument, Jamel be the first one to say the most craziest thing or go at the, go at Earl's neck. Because he looks like a gentleman that is not a, a, a keep it 100 type person. I'm going to continue. After he goes out there and does absolutely nothing against Canelo, he goes, uh, before that happens, he's on a tour of interviews not sounding like the best of friends or, or not say best of friends, he's not sounding like he's really totally backing up his boy Earl Spence with these interviews after Earl Spence lost to Terrence Crawford. Now, he's got to sell himself. Don't get me wrong. Sell yourself, especially knowing that Terrence Crawford was looking at you in the crowd talking shit. Knowing that weekend was so tumultuous. I mean, your brother had some shit going over Kayla Plant, his woman, and every goddamn thing. So, I mean, everything was going on and then when you get your chance to fight September 30th against Canelo, goes terribly wrong. Your brother taking pictures with Caleb Plantock, That would have been crazy. Your brother taking pictures with the Ops, what they were saying, with, with, uh, with Terrence Crawford. But you're steady taking shots at Errol Spence after the fight, post-fight interview, not the one in the ring, but later on. Talking about I ain't I don't even want to get tired like he did. But you ain't do shit. Earl Spence died went on the shield because he was trying to do shit. I don't like that. And so what I mean by that is sometimes sometimes people can be a little wishy-washy. Terrence Crawford and Shakur Stevens don't have that not one bit. Not at all wishy-washy. That is true to the guns right there. So when you see that. That is magical. So now we're supposed to expect that if Jamel and Terrence get, in, get into it, they would a fight date. If Frank Martin and Shakur, they get into a fight date, I, I guarantee Jamel would sell Frank short if he went out there and got whooped. Guarantee it. Versus if Frank went out there and handled Shakur. Terrence wouldn't go out there, It wouldn't, 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 no interviews, nothing like that, go at, Shakur Stevens. the bond is something great, and that's always great in boxing, man, like, it's always great in boxing, it's, it's wonderful, it's wonderful, um, especially whenever you know that, maybe, that you could possibly get in there, and, and have a, have a, have a bout, you know what I'm saying, I don't look at, uh, Morales and Berea having any type of animosity, I bet they're cool as hell, you know what I'm saying? But they cool as hell. So I mean, like, you look at Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns was cool before they even fought. Joe Frazier, Ali, before they even fought, got a got a good understanding. Now they were already one of the best of friends, but those are great parts of the storyline of boxing, man. So that's what for if you are a casual fan, dive into that. You got social media now, you got things like that. You can dive into those things, get to know these guys and knowing that, yeah, they're stable mates or things under the same promotional umbrella, that these storylines don't forget, end up creating better fights. You know, this year we've had that. You know, we have had that in a long time. We usually just have these two names come together, and you're just like, oh, who? You know this? And, you know, to get Lomachenko a part of that against Haney, to get Tank and Garcia, you get uh, 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 Usyk and Anthony Joshua, two fights to have a storyline behind that, tyson fury wilder three fights because there was story behind the storyline of a a coked out drunk tyson fury got in the ring and got in the face of wilder while wilder was on top and wilder looked at him like man that's crazy you should be here you 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 should be back what are you doing why are you throwing this shit away and look he comes back and beats wilder three times now they don't even talk no more not even cool because wilder think he cheated that's how competitive someone can be to where he's sitting there saying like, I have respect for you with no more. Even though I really do think that he just don't, he just mad that he lost. I don't think, I seriously don't think Wilder think he cheated. And all the things, the evidence and all the stuff I get, if he would have cheated, it would have came out. Boxing would have made sure. It's nothing Tom Brady, it's about Tyson Fury. So I have always sit there and said that Wilder, who I'm still a fan of, you know, was just mad, and sometimes it's all right to be that. I don't want to be cool with you. Tyson Fury was like, man, I had three amazing fights with you. We can't be cool because that's what I'm talking about. That storyline and sure. Wilder said, I, I, I can't. I'm, I'm Derek Rose to it. Sorry, I don't like it. I don't like it. So there it is. You know what I'm saying? That that's how that happens. And you're just like, Ugh. You know. I love boxing, man. You don't understand how much I love boxing because it's like the stuff like that. Stuff like that, man. Stuff like that. You look at Ryan Garcia and Oscar Delahoy going at it legally. And then, you know, they they face-to-face at this fight, and they gotta hug and dap up. But the funny part, that comes comedic, is like, look how coked out Oscar De La Hoya is! He can't even be mad right now! He's like, "Hi there, Ryan! Got you a good fight! This is a tough one! You know, this is gonna be nice! And then you have people read into that, and you you see the comments, where social media comes in, it's like, you got the first comment that says, oh, man, uh, Oscar De La Hoya is sitting... Ryan Garcia up to get knocked out again. He's got to go against Oscar Duarte. And it's like, no, what if Ryan was like, look, you better put me in there with somebody because I'm ready. They don't need no tune-up. You do fight no easy guy at the tank. He ain't knock you out. He 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 kept you down for the count. But he ain't punch your lights out. Now Roy Jones rushed... No way! He shouldn't have got back in the ring against Glenn Johnson. That was just, it was it was just too fast. It gave Glenn Johnson a name, and the man wanted a good fighter. God, couldn't believe that. Jermaine Taylor came back too fast against uh Pavlik. You know Pavlik did what a lot of other fighters did. He moved too fast and moved up and Fabian Hopkins got schooled. So people sitting there saying, "Well, I'm tired of seeing." You know these 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 people in these comments and and uh, and stuff like that, and they call in on these other 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 networks and shows and stuff like that, and it's just like you hear the whining. I'm tired of seeing it. I mean, like, I mean, I just want to see this guy fight this this guy, like in a rifle wait, Listen, boxing is 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 great because a person can go from here to here. The hell you mean? We wouldn't have had Durant Hagler. Such a great fight with people It's like, Hagler's going to kill this man. And it was a war. Hearns and Hagler had the best three rounds ever. Hagler won. And they was like, wow, that was so great. They was like, "Tom Hearns was stupid as fuck for trying to go toe to toe. But they weren't going to say, he shouldn't have got in there. Sugar Ray Leonard came out of retirement. Retina surgery. And fight Hagler. Moved up. So when Kell Brook took that challenge against Triple G, you don't fault him. You don't sit there and say, I don't want to see that. He took a chance. Yeah, he looked good. He couldn't keep moving. Triple G circled in. Detached retina. He took the chance. He took that chance. People always oh, wasn't the same after that. He probably would have beat Spence. No. But he, he 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 looked decent in the fight. Oh, he beat with Sean Porter. But he took that challenge. He took that hotness, that spark. I beat Sean Porter. I I'm I'm a big guy at 147. Yeah, I could move up. He moved up. He got beat. He got sparked. And that's where he comes back down. Special K comes back down to earth a little bit. You gotta rise and seize and take advantage. You don't sit back and be like, oh man, that'd be dumb. At least he didn't run, like Jamel. He didn't mail it in, or he'd have his retina. He said, "I'm going to fight Triple G." Smart, man. Nah. Did it? Show balls. Hearns went out there and fought Hagler. Roy Jones went out there and fought Ruiz. He went out there and he didn't sit there and run. He didn't. He fought him was a heavyweight. Heavyweight to beat Holy He beat Holyfield. He he was a heavyweight champ. So, when people sit there and say, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see if he can do it. Ringendale, Lomachenko, 122 to 126. 126 to 130. He so said, why not? Fuck it. He saw it was too much. He quit. Now, those are the bad parts. You're like, damn, that's where somebody's like, I shouldn't do it. And then you look at Charlo. Then you look at, you know, you're like, ah, these, these fights shouldn't happen, man. You're like, I don't know, man. But, hey, come on now. we, we, we I would love to see Tank go against Anyway. Are you fucking kidding me? So you mean to tell me NUA is just supposed to sit there and just be like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, I don't, well, no more challenges. No more challenges. That's a challenge. Inuway versus Tank? Same height. Around the same size. It's just Tank's fighting in a higher weight class. So, if Inuway can beat himself. Win, 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 win. All the way up to... Tank to sit there to go from, Hey, he can fight. He he can fight to, Hey, I want to fight him. Then do it! What do we mean that we don't want to see that no more? I don't get these these boxing fans today. I don't want to see that. I I just think, well, I heard somebody sit there and say that, uh, talking about you put, and, and uh, this was one of the craziest shit ever from what I heard talking about, you put five-pound bags on Terrence Crawford's legs and arms. That's 20 pounds. He's not gonna be able to like bro, like you you're you're skipping evolution. How you evolve. If Terrence Crawford goes from 147 to 154 to 154 to 160, he's probably gonna fight maybe a fight, maybe a fight, maybe one good fight, maybe two before he fights Canelo. Canelo's 20 30, 33. He's older than Canelo. So he can fight a, a fight at 160. I fight at one fifty four or a fight at one sixty, then get himself work out, get himself it gradually it's a gradual Jermel walked around it like that, wait and got himself down in in shape. It wasn't like, oh man, I'm just too heavy, man like that man melted in. that's nothing about him being too small. he was bigger than canelo. He didn't want the problems that Canelo can bring. He didn't want to fight it. You're not understanding me, man. That's why people say back in the 80s and 90s were better because, hey, we didn't have too many guys milling it in like that. Let's be honest. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight. Especially whenever the golden years of the heavyweight division, but really middleweight too. Motherfuckers was going to fight, man. And I don't got to sit there and name a bunch of matchup stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about. Even down to, I give one, Oscar De La Hoya, Ike Korte. Man, look, I tell you this. I tell you this. I Corte, and I ain't just saying this is a moment of saying, like, oh, there's a weight move up and up. I Corte didn't fight, what, for like 20, like, he didn't fight for a minute, dog. I'm talking about he had a good time off and was like, i fight Oscar De La Hoya. Fuck it. Fuck it. And went to war because he didn't go out there in round three, and say, hmm, ah, damn it, man, I should have tuned up. I wasn't ready for this, dude. Let me go ahead and just dance on around and get on up out of here, throw a couple punches up out of here. Because people would have been like, man, I Cortez definitely didn't seem like he wanted to be in there anymore. He fought. He ended up knocking Delaware down. Made it interesting. He lost, yes, but at least he can go with a sense of pride knowing that he fucking went in there and hung it all in there. Errol Spence against Crawford. Lamont Peterson against Spence. These guys could have quit. Lamont Peterson never quit. He was still throwing hard shots, still trying to be in there. Never quit, even though he was getting pulverized. He never stopped. Sometimes you can see when somebody just definitely melded in. Adrian Broner Pacquiao, dead eye. You know, Keith Thurman against Pacquiao, he melded in. He saw, like, Damn. I'm getting tired I'm not all the way ready I talked all that shit I gotta chill and his chill was like really like four rounds and then he started fighting and he started looking good it's too late you let Pacquiao an older person have more cardio have be more prepared and beat you that fast early on to where you was like oh shit and then it took you a while to get yourself going but it was too late It was like a drag race. He was laid on the tree. He was getting smoked. He tried to come back, but it don't matter because he crossed the finish line first. Gotta love boxing, man. Even, you know, like I said, like, Lubin, Ramos. Lubin kept fighting. Ramos didn't. So people are gonna be like, controversy! Because you can't just go off the early Browns can't do it man can't do it you can't do it Mario Barrios if he would have sit there and got hit with a hard shot or something like that by Ugas, would and been like damn right, damn it I'm gonna lose again I'm gonna chill but no he didn't he didn't he went out there confidently whooped ass get hit or not I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on going because I got a I got a good name here I love boxing, man. We got we got some damn good ones coming, man. We got some damn good ones. I announced them all. we ready for now Fury and, and Gondo. You know, we got some we got some fights that in between that uh take a quick little gander here. You know, if anybody wanna take out Josh Warrington, you know, good fighter, fighting on the zone October seventh this Saturday, fell away title against Lee Wood. Um, I like him, Gilberto Ramirez and Joe Smith. That's good. When Joe Smith's good, good, good game fighter. You know, that's all in the same network. Two different areas. I think one is going to be around four or five o'clock. The one is going to be at night. Um, Tommy Fury, KSI next week for the. You know those and those events ain't bad. Those events are bad. I like Salt Poppy. I like I like how he fights. Um, I, I like the, the, um, the dude to be sitting there going crazy when he eating food and shit. I forgot his name. I like when he boxes. They did something like tag team boxing though. That shit was crazy. It was like a tag team boxing match. The women, they be having those porn stars when they're boxing and those IG models and shit. Man, I swear, man, it's funny. That It's funny, but they're competitive. They really work out. They train. You know, uh, uh, they talk shit. You know, saying they just that. I think the promotion, uh, one of them, they don't be paying them. They kind of corrupt. But got Tim Tim Zo, Brian Mendoza, Brian Mendoza. He lost to uh, Ramos in a fight before. So now Tim is going to beat the shit out of him. Mendoza like, man, I'm getting passed around here. They're fighting October 14th on Showtime. So. Leading up to Fury and Nagano, we got Miguel Chelt October 14th as well, fighting Diego Ruiz. I mean, Dan Aziz fighting jo- uh, uh, Joshua, uh, 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 I forget how you say his name, but I like Dan Aziz. Um, Jorge Linares is coming back on the 21st, fighting on the zone against Jack Cattaro. I have not seen Jorge Linares in a minute. It's crazy because the last time I seen, him, I think he lost. I want to say the last time I seen him, he lost. Um, I remember Gerardo Zapata. He's fighting on the twenty seventh. Amanda Serrano. I love watching her fight. I really think she beat Katie Taylor. I hope they fight again. Katie Taylor going to get beat again by uh, Chantel, and I think Chantel and Amanda Serrano are going to have a banger, uh, banger. And then we got on the twenty eighth. Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou. So we got some good shit popping. Hey, hell, Adrian Broner even fighting. don't even know when and where and how. You can watch it, but he's going to be fighting Chris Howard November the 4th. Remember, remember, the 4th of November, F.A. Jogba knocks out somebody, possibly. He's lost the fight. Um, the person who beat him uh, walked away. I haven't really heard much of anything about George, so I'm to have to really look that up. Uh, Jamal Herring is going to be getting in the ring and I think we got anybody else that I think we may know is Ismael Villarreal and, uh, um, let's see, of course, Stephen's fighting everyone Day Los Santos, November 16th. So the rest of the year is looking real good. Cause like I said, Shantel Cameron is going to beat Katie Taylor, November 25th. That's going down. November 25th. Of course, we know what we already got announced. I've already talked about that. Ryan Garcia, Oscar Duarte, December the 2nd, and December the 16th, Jesse Rodriguez and Sonny Edwards. Arthur Bitterbeef and Callum Smith going down on ESPN and Sky Sports January the 13th. I can't wait for that fight. I I like watching Bitterbeef fight because he don't fight often. He needs to fight a little bit more, but that weight class is fickle. And that's like the craziest thing is like Canelo was trying to put light on that weight class. Got beat by Bivel, but it's just, it's Bivel bitter beef. And, you know, Callum Smith is going to get hurt. Joe Taylor, I mean, if Joe Smith is in there, in there he would get hurt by either one of those guys. So, I mean, like, it, it's really kind of ran by those two, and, they, and those two have not fought. So, I mean, like, I don't know what the deal is with that, but the, I, I wonder if that's going to be something in the future that is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Will... Bitter Beef and Bivol get in the ring because that's something that would definitely be a, a big marquee fight other than Bivol fighting Canelo again or, or, or you know what I'm saying so I know Canelo ain't gonna get another bitter beef. So I mean, um, yeah. That's the boxing landscape for the rest of the year. Um, going into the beginning of the year that we got bitter beef and uh Calvin Smith. So last fight of the year, um, we, we got we, we don't really got a big giant name. But we do got some good fights, and we're gonna and I'm gonna be sitting there talking about them. Um, I I think I'm so I think I'm more pumped up to see Shakur, this is closer, and you know I'm I'm a big time Shakur fan and the fighter that and Edwin uh, Los Santos is gonna be it's gonna be tough. I mean like Oscar Valdez was was good. Oscar Valdez was good, good tough fighter. I think this guy's going to be a little tougher. So, it's going to be good. Uh, Regis Prograce definitely going to be a tough fight for Devin Haney. And, you know, that's going to be nice to see. Oscar Duarte is going to be a tough fight for Ryan Garcia. So, all these, you know, it's like heels and faces, you know, just like in wrestling. You know, we got all these baby faces. And Shakur and Haney and Garcia going to get some heels, man. Some guys that, you know, that rough and tough. Los Santos, Duarte, Regis, you know. These guys are talking about stopping you. So, I mean, like, it's facing heel. You know what I'm saying? That's what, it, that's what it is. And these guys are not running from no smoke. So, I mean, I love to see it. Boots in us. Somebody need a, a big challenge, you know, need to combat it. So, we're going to see Boots and Barrios. Barrios got a belt. Boots probably wants a belt. Let's get it popping. You know? Barrios is feeling good. So, let's get Boots. Let's get, let's get Barrios. And let's get it. Let's, let's, let's see if it. let's see if it shake. Man, Sauce Talk. going to go ahead and call it quits. Had a good conversation. Hope y'all enjoyed. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I'm telling you this. I'm telling you. If Earl Spence gets a rematch at 154, it's not going to change much. He don't change himself. A weight is not going to make a difference. What you can watch on film Can change a whole lot if you change it. So, for the Earl Spence fans out there that think that 154 is going to be the all be all beating Terrence Crawford, he better be watching film and understanding that you're going to have to come up with some new shit. And Derek James is not his fault. And this is my last thought, my final thought. I'm like Jerry Springer. Quit blaming Derek James and calling him a shit trainer because he was telling Earl and he was telling Jermel right things over in that corner. They prepared nights nice. to come in in great shape. They chiseled. They're not getting tired. I tell you this again. We cannot blame Derrick James for what happened to Errol Spence and what happened to Jamel Taylor, Jamel Charlotte. Cannot do it. He's a good trainer. Sometimes the fighter gonna lose, especially in the big, 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 big fights. And it happens. It was a it was a good close fight against Sean Porter. Erl Spence, good close fight, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh Jamel and Costano and, and Tony Harrison. So hear me, hear me. He's a damn good trainer. And he was damn worthy of trainer of the year. And I'm glad he got it. And I'm glad that he is an upper name of a trainer that people wants to go and move on and, and learn from him like a Ryan Garcia. So I'm just going to say it again. He's a damn good trainer. We're not need to blame him for what Jamil decided to go out there and not do. And that was F-I-G-H-T. Fight, damn it. Fight. So Sauce Talk is going to leave on that note, and I hope you all have a good evening. Take it easy.